you're listening to the Creative Pivot Podcast, and I am your host, Heather Johnson. This podcast is all about Gen X and baby boomer women who are taking on new careers, businesses, adventures, writing books, all of us making pivots. As I like to say, this is not your mama's midlife. We talk about things that might have stopped us from taking the leap when we were younger, why things are a little sweeter at this point in our lives. For me, it was all about embracing my creativity to really find my pivot and figure out what I want out of this one life. I hope these stories inspire you to find your creative pivot. And make sure you visit the Creative Pivot website at thecreativepivot.com, where you can find more information about this podcast, a little more about my own pivot, and how you can work with me. And now, on to this week's episode. Welcome to another episode of The Creative Pivot. Today, I want to talk about how to tell you are ready to be an entrepreneur. Another title for this episode is Burnout Part 2, How I Took a Leap. I will share some of the signs that I noticed in my own life to let me know that a life pivot was happening or at least about to happen and go over some of the key personality traits that I see as being important to being an entrepreneur. In future episodes, I'll also talk about um, making career or major life pivots, as not everyone is ready to or wanting to start a business, but you might be itching to change things up and start something new. So this podcast is primarily focused on Gen X women and also some baby boomers, but Gen X is my generation. And these um, stories, though, are really for anyone that is itching to make a change, no matter the age or how great your current gig might be. It maybe is just not what's meant for you moving forward. So for the longest time, I never pictured myself being a business owner or self-employed. I just kind of saw it in my head that I would work until retirement age and a job that I didn't hate and take my few weeks of vacation a year. And that would be that. However, several years ago, I went back to school for my master's degree in management and organizational leadership. And a big part of that program was to really research and study successful organizations, what their values were, what made their team successful, how they encouraged their employees to be engaged in the work that they did. And I would come back to my job in government tech full of ideas, but I also became acutely aware of the high level of disengagement among many of my coworkers. And as I moved into management and leadership roles, I was working harder and harder to kind of re-engage my teams in the work that they did to implement all of these lessons that I had learned. I was so passionate about making changes and helping people grow. And it led me down a path of burnout. The changes that I was making with my team were not necessarily being implemented across the organization. And that really led to some frustration. You see, I strongly believe that learning and change go hand in hand with organizational growth, not just financial growth, but personal growth for your team. I realized that although I loved the people I worked with, that I had stayed with my organization for the perfect amount of time after close to 12 years, I was ready to leave. But I really didn't know what was next. I took a leap of faith and I waited for the net to appear. That's right. No plan B. 
I waited for the net to appear that I knew I was going to make. And, you know, let me circle back to kind of midlife. Midlife makes you stop and kind of reassess. So many people call this, you know, midlife crisis mode. But I really think it's just a reassessment. If you have kids, you know, you may be at a point where your kids are gaining their independence, moving out of the home or getting ready to do that. If you're in a place in your job where you aren't feeling challenged, you start to look for what excited you when you were younger. Not about finding your passion. I know a lot of people, there's quotes and things that say, find your passion, find your passion. I actually believe that you have your passion. You just might not be in touch with it or have lost touch with it. Because I think that your passion pushes you in the direction that you should go next. And many of us with the busyness of work or um, relationships, family, whatever it is, our passion kind of gets muted, it gets numbed almost, and we have a hard time getting back in connection with it. I started off on a path of um, kind of looking for another day job. And also that path was about healing, healing from the burnout that I um, had gone through. So the thing is, though, that when I interviewed for those jobs, I just saw so many of the same issues and problems in those other organizations. And I saw signs of stress and burnout on the people that were interviewing me. And I don't think that everyone um, realizes how prevalent burnout is. And especially this last year, the rate of burnout in employees is higher than it's ever been before. We are ignoring stress in our lives and not going after what we really want to do. So I started to really pay attention to what kind of lit me up inside. And I went back to my creative roots of doing art, crafts, just trying new things, journaling. And what I remembered is that I always loved the process of learning something new, of trying something new, of just being creative. And it wasn't always about the end result. Making art was therapy. And it allowed my mind to open up to a new way of thinking to a new level of possibility. And I started asking myself a few questions that I would like you to write down um, and maybe think about and ask yourself these same questions. If you're trying to figure out what your next path is or what you might want to do, here's a few quick questions to ask yourself. What makes me truly happy? What do I want more time in the day for? What will I regret not doing? What do I want my life to look like when my kids leave home? What skills and experience do I have that people need and are willing to pay me for? So after asking those questions, I really also started to think about all the vendors that I used to work with at my job, all of the consultants that we would hire. And oftentimes, you know, that sometimes their services were not that great. I honestly thought of the saying, there are people out there 
less talented than you, doing what you would love to do. They chose to believe in themselves and give it a try. So that that moment, that was when I made my creative pivot. That was also the moment that I realized that this could be something, this something real. It wasn't, um, it could be something more than maybe just a hobby to keep me busy until I found that next day job, but something that I could grow and at the same time inspire other women to do the same. My passion for helping other women overcome burnout to light that fire within themselves and to show them that there are people out there like me ready to help them build the business of their dreams. When I left my job, so many women that I had worked with came up to me and said, I wish I could do the same thing. And when I asked them why they hadn't or why they weren't, there was always reasons beyond themselves. It was not for themselves. This decision was them being selfless um, and doing it for others. And I get that. But at some point, you need to start taking action for yourself to move and do something just for you that makes you feel good and that lights you up. That is one of the ways to get over burnout. Okay, so let's talk about becoming an entrepreneur. So whether you're looking at you know, maybe you have a dream of opening a brick and mortar store or starting an online business. Maybe you really want to dive into direct sales that you were kind of doing and you want to do it even more or um, becoming a service provider. There are a few personality traits and I use the term personality traits loosely. I think they're just things that you should either recognize that you have, or if you don't have these or haven't used these skills, because I do think they're kind of skills that you grow, that you should really look into nurturing them in yourself. So number one, you need to embrace change. I've mentioned this before, but I really mean it. Change is not bad. If you do not embrace change, you will just not be able to grow a business that responds to the needs of your community because that is what you want to build with your business. You're building a community of friends, partners who are also customers. They're your biggest supporters who will recommend you to their friends and build that community larger and larger. You can't create a product and never look for ways to improve it or to market it differently, or to reach out to your community in new ways. In order to be an entrepreneur, I never want to hear you say, well, we've always done it that way. 2020 has taught us that change is going to happen to you, around you, and all the way is up and down. And you either get in the groove and move with it, or you won't be able to grow your business. You need, number two, you need to want to grow grow your mind through learning new things, grow your outreach through networking or try new things like starting a podcast. (laughs) But seriously, you need to have a growth mindset. In her TED talk, and I'll post a link in the show notes, Carol Dweck talks about the power of yet. Have you heard of this? I'm, you know, probably many of you had, but it is such a powerful tool. Power of yet is the belief that you can improve and learn new things, that failure equals feedback, that we all start as beginners, but can learn and improve our skills, that our efforts 
and attitudes will impact the level of success as opposed to a set mindset that learning new things stops at a certain point, that your failure is because you aren't good enough, that you can't learn new things, and that they do the thing they know how to do, like one hit wonders. There's no opportunity for growth or acceptance of change when you have a set mindset. You might call yourself an expert. Meanwhile, the area of expertise that you believe you have is growing, new information is being found, and the skills needed to be an expert in that have changed. You might refuse to believe it or refuse to hear anything that goes against your initial belief. That is a, you know, a limited or a set mindset. Growth increases with the amount of effort you put into learning new things. You might not know how to run a six-figure business yet, but if you're willing to put the effort into learning, you can grow a business to be successful. Number three, you need to be open to opportunity and a little bit of embracing the woo. Now, this is the one thing that I know some of you, eh, the woo, I don't know. I just think for me, For the area of work that I do, and I'm, you know, a techie, by embracing the woo, I have allowed myself and my mind to be open to the opportunity. So over on Instagram, I've talked about being kind of woo adjacent. My journey to becoming an entrepreneur has opened my mind and heart to the idea of feeding off of the energy of others, understanding their needs and wants, which allows me to see opportunity. You need to be willing to turn the volume down on your well-meaning friends and family who question your change, that why are you doing this now? This isn't like you. What's this new path that you're on? Because oftentimes that energy that they're bringing to you is often fear-based versus them coming to you with questions where they're curious. They want to know what you're doing. They're encouraging you to learn. They're so excited about it. This is the time that you want to find your positive group. Yes, I'm going to say it. Your high vibe group, your high vibe people. That energy that others who are also wanting to learn and grow and change can bring to a, you know, to a dream, a to a dream, squad goals, you know, to a group, to a mastermind of women that are super excited to move forward. It's finding a group of people that you can be vulnerable with, who are confident that you are going to succeed. In turn, you have that confidence in them as well. You have each other's back and you are fully supporting each other. Surrounding yourself with positive energy will supercharge you, I swear. And all of a sudden, ideas come flowing in. As long as you're willing to change and grow. If you're looking for a group of fun women who are all looking to make this part of their life a little bit more fun, 
come over and join my Facebook group, Creative Pivoters. You can check the show notes for a link or just search for Creative Pivoters on Facebook. So I like to say, this is not your mama's midlife. (laughs) So this is number four on the list for this episode. And it's the last one, but as a, a techie, you know, kind of person spent the last decade um, and also started my career working in technology. So I feel really passionate about this. You need to get comfortable with technology. You don't need to know how to code or replace a hard drive. Although, you know, if you're interested in that, please go learn. I will fully support you and send you fun YouTube videos and programs where you can learn new things. But You do need to get comfortable enough with using the tools on your computer, on your mobile devices that you rely on, um, just in case you're in a pinch or that you need to find a quick answer and you don't have access to someone on your team that can help you or whoever your IT support person is. Maybe it's me. Learning that Google and YouTube can be some of your best friends in finding answers. As long as you know some basics, don't click on the first thing that pops out and just take that as the word on how to do things. It's like with anything, if you see something and you want to believe it because you just want to move on, look for some other opinions that kind of match up or agree so that you know you're making the best kind of path forward with that. You can learn how to build your own Squarespace site, not sponsored by Squarespace. You can build your own mailing list. You can learn Canva. You can implement a CRM tool like HoneyBook or Dubsado. You can start your own podcast. You can do all of that on your own. I know you can learn and do all these things. But also the thing is here, you don't need to, but you do need to be comfortable enough with your ability to figure it out so that if you're up late, one night working on a podcast episode and something is weird with a program that you can quickly go and search for some solutions. You need to just try to bring your anxiety down and bring the calm in. If I build out a website I'm a big believer that um, I want to bring in a piece of education to you to kind of help with the overwhelm, to to bring the calm and to take the headaches away. That's what I always say. I want to take your tech headaches away. So if I build out a website, I will teach you how to make edits to the content on your own. You don't need to have me come in and do every little tweak. I can help you with that, but I don't want you to feel you need to. If we create templates and Canva for your social media, I want to make sure that you know how to make copies of those so that you always have those nice clean templates to go back to and that you're not um, making changes that you later regret. I'll lead you through DIYing whatever you want to take on your own, but you need to know you are in control of that tech. It does not own you. You own it. I have faith in you. I will be your technology energy healer. (laughs) Okay, so where are you on this path? 
Do you want to be an entrepreneur in the future? Where do you want to go? I would love to hear about your own creative pivots. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at Heather B, letter B, Johnston, and the Creative Pivot Podcast. Two weeks back with another episode.